Welcome to Life Church of Mobile's audio podcast. We hope that this teaching will challenge you in any season of life you may be in. Thanks for joining us and enjoy. Well, we're talking about relationships, and tonight we want to talk about managing your relationships. I don't think there's anything that people would trade for their peace. You know, if you can get to a place where you've got peace in your life, it is it's monumental. And uh, when it comes to relationships, uh, there are no guarantees. And I know some of you thinking, you know, and people get born again and they get filled with the Spirit and they get in the Word and they think, boy, everything's going to be smooth sailing and I'm not going to have any conflict and nothing's going to, you know, and let me tell you, uh, if you've been alive very long at all, you know the fact that, uh, that that's just now how, not how life works. But it is, it is so important to recognize that we are stewards. We're not just stewards of our money. But we're also stewards of our lives. How many stewards in the house tonight? Amen. You are. And managing your relationships is one of the most important things that you're going to be uh, entrusted with. And if you're going to have peace in your life, you've got to understand about limitations and lines and, and borders. And uh, if you don't understand that, you're going to be in constant turmoil and strife, stress. So you're going to deal with difficulties. You're going to have conflict. That's a part of life. Even Christians, you're going to deal with difficulty. You're going to have conflict. The men in the Bible did. Some of the great men of God had extreme differences with other men of God and had to deal with it. And I believe it was Paul that said, as much as is possible, be at peace with all men. Notice he said, as much as is possible. There are times when all you can do is your part. Sometimes all we can do is our part. And, uh, you know, that, that's, that's important to wrap your head around. But, you know, peace is so important. And, and learning to deal with relationships is going to be paramount if you're going to have peace in your life. God's Word deals with interrelationships. It deals with these. It gives us guidelines. It tells us things. But it is impossible to go through life without being let down at some time, without being disappointed, and can I just go on and say it, without being hurt. That's just how it is. But the Word tells us, the great thing is the Word tells us what to do. And how to handle it. And over these next few weeks, we're going to be dealing with that. Now, I'm going to tell you, you don't want to miss next Wednesday night. If for no other reason, just so you can say, I was there, it's, it's recorded, and Brother Scotty actually did say that. <laughs> and I know I'm teasing you, but I'm telling you, it's worth the tease. Okay. So we're, we're going to talk about Samson next week, and we're going to talk about, you know, th- there's, there's a number of kind of relationships but there's relationships that are chosen for us, and then there's relationships that we choose. Now, tonight we're going to spend our time dealing mostly with relationships that are chosen for us, that we don't have a lot of say-so in. In other words, you don't always get to choose who you work with. Uh, you don't always get to choose who you deal with. You don't always, in fact, you don't get to choose who your family is. 
Boy, I got a big amen on that one. I mean, come on. We've all got, you know, the uncle we don't know. Nobody talks about. You know, or somebody down the chain of command there that, that, that we all know. But tonight I want to talk to, we're going to talk about relationships that are, in a sense, chosen for us. That we have to learn to manage. But let me just begin by saying this. Managing the people that God brings in and out of your life is vital to your well-being, to your sanity, and to your peace. Learning how to manage. Managing your life. We are stewards not only of our money, we are stewards of our lives. I am going to invest my life. See, you, you choose where you invest your life by where you invest your time, your talent, and your gifts. You choose. You steward your life by choosing what you do with your time. There should be qualifications for the relationships in your life because they will affect your future and your well-being, and your sense of peace as much as anything that happens in your life. So there should be qualifications for who is allowed to be in your life, and watch this, at what level they're allowed to be in your life. The Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it spring the issues of life. That's in Proverbs 4. So here's something that we've got to understand. Do not give people a place in your life that they do not qualify for. Even even the, the ones that are the relationships that you didn't have any choice in. There needs to be qualifications for uh, uh, people being a part of your life, for how deeply they get involved in your life, and especially, boy, next week we're going to really get in, involved in. And if you've got kids and grandkids, or you're single, or it, it's, it'll be for everybody. But we're going to deal with some things about who you allow in at what level, and especially the relationships that you're believing for marriage, or for your kids, or for the young people for a lifetime. We're going to talk about, we're going to look at some things, we're going to look at some mistakes that some people in the Bible made, and we're going to deal with it just real raw. Amen? Don't give people a place in your heart that they don't qualify for. Jesus treated everybody right, but he did not treat everybody the same. Do I need to say that again? Jesus treated everybody right, but he did not treat everybody the same. Let me give you an example of this. This is in Matthew. It says, after six days, he, uh, Jesus took Peter, James, and John. Watch this. And his brother. He led them up a, a high mountain by themselves. He was transfigured before them. He had how many disciples? Twelve. But how many did he take? Three. Okay. He was transfigured before them. His face was shining like the sun. His clothes became as white as light. Jesus was going to a place where something powerful was going to happen. And I believe he knew that not everybody could handle it. 
And let me show you how he qualified. And, and, and he, was, he was real uh, honest with them at the end of it. Moses and Elijah appeared to them. <laughs> you get the wrong people in the wrong place at the wrong time like that. The next thing you know, they done got the John Evangelistic Association announcing to the world, Elijah and Moses done appeared to me. Everybody come up here and get a piece of this cloth that I had while I was there and your life will be changed forever. Come on, can we? That's, that's, that's the truth. But it wasn't time for that. I'm not saying there's not a place for launching a ministry. Moses and Elijah appeared to them talking with him. And now watch verse 1 of chapter 17. Now, as they came down from the mountain, Jesus commanded them saying, tell the vision to no one. Dang, it, Jesus, this happened. You're going to tell me? I mean, that'd be like me having to, you know, it's like God and then God said, I mean, just God just coming through my life sideways and all kind of things happening, you know, and then me getting in and saying, now don't you tell a person about this Sunday. What can he entrust us with? He allowed them into a place, I believe, knowing that when they came down, he said, don't you tell this vision to anyone until the Son of Man is risen from the dead. And then at that point, you can release it. I'm entrusting you with what I'm not entrusting everybody to. And I'm going to see if you can handle it. Access and levels are determined by information. If you know things about others or me or anybody else, that information gives you power. Information is powerful. What you know and don't know is, is powerful. Do not give stuff to, that means a lot to, uh, to you to people that it doesn't mean anything to. What does the scripture say? Do not cast your pearls before. Now, I don't think you have to say, look, you pig, I'm not going to give that to you. <laughs> Use discretion. You know, I don't, I don't advise you and counsel you to do that. You may feel like saying that sometimes. But that's all. Yeah, just don't say everything you think. Be discerning with how much you tell people because people need to qualify for your trust. Trust is earned by what they do with what you reveal to them. What's that old saying? Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Seems to be applicable right here. Trust is earned by what they do with you, tell them. Not everybody, watch this, is emotionally or mentally ready to handle all your stuff, not even your children or your closest family. They're not ready for it. And let me tell you something. You do your children a disservice by loading them down with adult problems when they are not emotionally ready to handle adult problems and they're not emotionally ready to handle the information that you're giving on them, that you're putting on them. Man, they got to grow into this thing. Uh, one of the funny things that happened, it's funny now, but boy, it was really awkward at the time. And uh, I think our boys were about seven and eight years old and they had, they had great friends that lived right next door to us. And you know, children, children don't, they're just innocent and they don't, they don't say things. 
How many of you know kids say things? And uh, our, our, we were real close with our neighbors. They had two boys, and we, we would do things together. Well, that morning we had something we were going to do that afternoon with our kids, with the boys, and we said, listen, do not ask the neighbors to go because, and here it was, we said, we got a lot. We got to go three or four places. Uh, we got some stuff we got to take care of, so don't ask them to go with us today. I mean, it was real innocent, nothing. Well, that morning, later, later, the father of our neighbors and the two boys were sitting in the living room. And our oldest son walks in and, and in front of God and the world and everybody. With us sitting there, walks in the middle of the room and says, Dad, I know you said not to ask them to go. But they really want to go. Can they go? He didn't explain it. He didn't, I mean... And the father was sitting there and the, the kids were sitting there. And I, I listen to this day. I still, when I tell it, I want to crawl under a table. And <laughs> and, to, and I want to look at him and say, and to think I was glad when you learned to talk. <laughs> when the first words came out of your mouth, I was so excited. What was I thinking? It was all innocent, but boy, was it ever awkward. But you learn that they're not, they're not, children are not necessarily equipped to handle adult problems. And you're doing them a disservice and yourself a disservice when you put them in an emotionally awkward situation. Be discerning with how much you tell people, even your children. Be careful what, here's another one. I'm just kind of just hitting some high points. Be careful who you vent to. Here's what I've seen. I have seen people get crossways in a church, vent to their children, and poison their children for years. Be careful who you vent to. You need a listening ear, but not a running mouth. You don't want to tell everybody your deepest, darkest secrets. Strong relationships begin on a spiritual, on spiritual and intellectual levels. Levels of purpose, motivation, interest, dreams, personality. There's a lot of things that come into play here. But listen, it is extremely important to define who belongs where in your life and what level of access do you give them. Are we in agreement? And I know what some of you are saying. Well, Brother Scott, let me tell you, I'm just an open book and I don't judge anybody. We, don't you know, Brother Scotty, the Word says we're not supposed to judge people. Well, you might want to go back and revisit that. Listen to this in John chapter 7, verse 24. What I'm saying is judgment is fine as long as it's guided by the law of love. Do not judge according to appearance. What's this? But judge with what? You see, this is the line. This is what people are throwing out there now. In the situation we're in in our country, well, don't judge anybody. We shouldn't be judging people. Who are we to judge? Well, let me tell you something. This word sets down principles and standards. We have an unchanging God, and this word is the final authority in all things, in all matters. That's, that's what we're talking about. We judge, but with righteous judgment. Okay, turn to Psalms chapter 5. 
That's not right. That should be Psalms chapter 55. I think I did a typo there. Let me see. Y'all, some of y'all following along with me and tell me, isn't it? It's not Psalms. I am pretty sure. Yeah, let's see. It's Psalm 55. I apologize. Give ear to my prayer, O God, and do not hide yourself from me, from my supplication. Attend to me and hear me. I am restless in my complaint and moan noisily. Anybody ever felt like that? Be honest enough to say, I'm, yeah. come on. Because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked, for they bring down trouble upon me, and in wrath they hate me. My heart is severely pained within me, and the terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fearfulness and trembling have come upon me, and horror has overwhelmed me. What in the world has happened? We're going to find out. So I said, oh, that I had wings like a dove. I would fly away and be at rest. I'm trying not to stop and preach this. I want to, Bobby, so bad. But I'm not going to. We'll be here. We won't get it done. Oh, that I had wings like a dove. I would fly away and be at rest. Indeed, I would wander far off and remain in the wilderness. Some of y'all are not being real honest. Y'all looking at me like... I don't know if I will. I better not identify with that. They make people think I'm not spiritual. <laughs> I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and tempest. Here it is. Let's skip down a few verses. For it is not an enemy who reproaches me. Then I could bear it. Nor is it one who hates me who has exalted himself against me. Then I could hide from him. But it was you, a man, my equal. My companion and my acquaintance. We took sweet counsel together. And walk to the house of God in the throng. I got to pause right here and say, we fellowship together. We went to church together. He has put forth his hands against those who are at peace with him. He has broken his covenant. The words of his mouth were smoother than butter. Hello. But war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet they were drawn swords. Cast your burden on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. So again, now we're talking about relationships of choice, and we're, all, we're talking about relationships that are chosen. Tonight we're talking about primarily relationships that are chosen because I believe in this instance, David was speaking of his own son. And any of you who have children know that I don't care if they're two or 42 or 52, they're still your children. 
family relationships. Relationships that we don't have a choice in. But even though you have to go through difficulty, even you, though you have to walk through it, and listen, here's the thing. David's at a place where he says, if I could, I would turn myself into a hermit and leave it all. But the truth is, you cannot mature and develop in isolation. That's a good word. You cannot grow, mature, and develop in isolation. And you cannot keep your children. As much as I wanted to as a parent, you cannot keep your children from getting hurt. You cannot keep your children from experiencing pain and difficulty. And if you do, if you do, if you're able to shelter them from it all, you are asking for trouble because they won't grow and mature and develop. There is nothing that will mature you and challenge you, listen, and change you like a journey through love. But the truth of the matter is, and here it is, here's the other side of the equation. If I don't love you, you can't hurt me. I mean, there are people out there that I don't really love. I mean, and I don't, and what if they say things about me? So what? Poof. Same way with you. If I don't love you, you can't hurt me. And if you haven't had the opportunity to be hurt much, you probably haven't loved much. And the sad thing about it is, and it's life, but it's true, even for believers, sometimes it's the people that are the closest to you, especially in family situations, that fail to see what God wants to do in your life. It was that way with Jesus. Where could Jesus not do many mighty works? And you know, it's not that you don't love them. It's not that you don't care about them. That's not the point. What I'm saying is you can love them and care about them, but at the same time know that they are still bad for you. What I'm looking for in relationships, if I'm a believer, whether it's my family, whether it's it's somebody that's been chosen for me, What I'm looking for is for somebody in my life who will pull the Holy Spirit out of me, not another spirit. (laughs) I got news for you. There's plenty of them around that'll pull that wrong spirit out of you and do their best to try to be, I mean, just, they're, they're good at it. Anybody know what I'm talking about up in here? They pull another spirit out of you. But listen, there was not an enemy that David, Bobby, could not handle. This is a man. Watch this. Boy, this is powerful. This was a man who could stand in front of a giant that defied an entire army. They were in fear and trembling and afraid to go fight this army. David walks in and says, 
Is there not a cause? I tell you what, I've slain a lion, I've slain a bear. I'll go out there and fight him. David is strong and powerful and mighty. He was a man who had fought enemy after enemy after enemy. He was a man after God's own heart. But this relationship issue put him in a place that he literally said, if I was a bird, I'd be gone. Oh God, if I just had some wind. And let me tell you, if you've never felt like that, I have. If I was a dove, he said, I'd be out of here. What he's saying was, this thing has hurt me so bad that I would rather go live in the woods than deal with this pain. And I'm sure all of us at times in our lives have been able to relate to that. And I know what some of you are thinking. Well, Brother Scotty, I tell you what. And they say, for all you spiritual giants in here that have never had any bad relationships, you're so spiritual that every, every relationship in your life is just awesome. I tell you what, God bless you. But even Jesus had a Judas. Amen. You can't get so spiritual that you don't have to deal with this kind of thing. And in verse 12, David said, I know how to fight enemies, but it was you, my family, my equal, my co-laborer, my friend, my companion. I let you in. You put your hand on my back and it had a knife in it. I brought you close because I trusted you. And if you were an enemy, here it is. If you were an enemy, I would know what to do. But because of who you are, I don't know how to handle this. Can we just get real honest in here? At times, it would be easier if we weren't a Christian to deal with some of these things than when we are. Because if you ain't a Christian, you can just cuss them out, kick them in the... And I know some of you are thinking, well, I just kind of did that anyway. Well, we'll get forgiveness. I mean, let's be honest. That's how they handle it in the world, baby. You just... I'll show you. I'll give you the one finger salute, baby, and you can be on your way. Am I getting too real up in here? Is it all right? Well, let's, I've got just a few more minutes. These last 10 minutes, let me, let me talk about how, how do you deal with it? What do you do? There's a lot of solutions, and I, can't, I sure can't cover them all tonight. But we're going to deal with even more of them next week. Boy, I tell you, next, oh, don't miss next week. Get your young people here. Get, get, get everybody here that needs to know about how to, how to make the right choices. We're going to talk about relationships that are chosen. And no matter what age or season of life you're in, oh, I got I to say that. You need to still manage your relationships at every season of your life. Amen. How do you deal with it? What does he do? First of all, and this is simple, but it's... It's not so easy to do. First of all, he says, I'm going to give it to you, Lord. You give it to the Lord. You cast your burden on the Lord. He's like, God, 
I am so broken and I am hurting and I am in pain and I just, if I could, I'd just get away from everybody. But God, I've got to give this to you. I cannot carry it. I've got to give this to you. I'm not going to keep it and let it destroy me. You have to learn. Everybody say learn. Learn. Now here's the thing. I can't shandai this off of you. We all want to be shandai and I, hey, I like that too. Because then, whoo, ah, Shonda, you know, just get, get it off. You got to learn how to do some things. Come on, y'all. Go. Well, if they don't run me off now, they, you know, and I'm all for that. Look, I hope we all fall out Sunday. I hope we all fall out tonight. That's great. But what I'm saying is, when you get up, after you done been zapped, you still going to have to deal with in your face. <laughs> Thank you. I love elders like that. Man, I'm telling you, what a blessing. We're blessed in this house. You have to learn how to give people to God because, listen, if you don't, it's going to poison you, and then you'll poison everybody that comes into your life because you'll be living out of a poisoned well. You cannot get sweet water from a poisoned well. So what I'm saying is this, don't hold to anger, and we're going to talk about that next week. Big, big, that's a biggie. Don't hold to anger, hurt, or pain. They will steal your energy, they will steal your focus, and they will keep you from love. Not only loving others, but loving yourself and loving God. As long as we are tied to our hurts and to our pain and our jealousy and our issues, we are like an animal that is... Staked or tied to a tree. And let me tell you, I saw this example a few years back. I was running in Latvia, and I thought, wow. They just keep the cows out there in these huge fields. No fences. I said, that's amazing. I thought, they've got trained cows. Those cows don't. They're just free. And they're not going anywhere. I mean, you know, boy, uh, you know, uh, Susan's raised on a farm. Her daddy raised cows. And, and let me tell you, with fences, every now and then at night, the phone rings. Your cows are out over on 547. You better get there. Well, finally, one day I just was uh, amazed. I said, I've got to check this out. So I was running. I thought, I'm going to venture into this field. Well, you know what I found when I got in there? They were staked out. There was a stake down in that, those weeds that you could not see, down in that food that you could not see that only allowed them to go so far. As long as you are tied to your anger, to your hurt, to your pain, to your resentment, you will never go beyond the limits of that chain and that stake that is in your life. God showed me that in that moment. I said, wow. They look free, but when you look closer, there it is. 
Don't stay tied to something that will limit your growth and your movement and your progression. Somebody say, let it go. Having grandchildren now, I'm thinking of that song. Let it go, let it go. And that's all I know. It's like, oh, I've watched that. We, the, when you become a grandparent, you see the same movies 40 times. I want to watch this. I'm like, oh, God, help me not again. That's awesome, though. It's, like, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world, but boy, is it a whole new world. A new fantastic point of view. That's another one. See? It's just coming out. (laughs) Uh, Y'all know that movie too. When we don't understand, listen, when we don't understand how our injured soul impacts our lives, we will respond to life's events out of hurt instead of out of health. Jesus came to break the chains and to set us free. Can I get an amen? Amen. Thanks again for listening to Life Church of Mobile's podcast. If you would like to find out more about our church, you can visit us at lifechurchmobile.com.